Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm breaking down a very common power play fantasy. That's right. I'm talking about daddy dom little girl. Plus, I'm answering all your sex related questions. Topics include. So you want to start a daddy dom little girl dynamic, but have no idea where to begin. Good news. I can point you in the right direction. You haven't been able to orgasm with a new partner since, well, your husband. But did you just give up and come to terms with your fate? Of course not. So what exactly is a pubic mound? Where is it? What does it do? And why should you care? How to get out of a long-term relationship right when you're still in love. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Have you ever heard that saying, you don't know what you don't know? Well, that is the very best way I can describe my life before I started using the Intensity by Permois. Kegel exercises have always been part of my routine, but I didn't realize exactly how strong my pelvic floor could be until I tried it. The Intensity delivers gentle electrostimulation to the PC muscle group, creating an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Yep, it does your Kegels for you. You just lie back and it does it and you're done. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee, it increases the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which is why I've stuck with my routine for so long. And now Permois has two devices to choose from. The Intensity, which doubles as an awesome rabbit vibrator, and the Apex, which delivers the same electrostimulation without the vibrator function. The Apex is the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation but still want an effortless Kegel workout. To learn more about the Intensity and the Apex, click on the Pormaw banner on my website or visit pormoi.com slash Emily. That's pormoi.com slash Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. If you haven't been to our website, you're going to learn a lot, so check it out. Wherever you listen to the podcast, please comment and subscribe. We love that. Find me on SiriusXM Radio. It's Stars Channel 109, and I am there Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 East. And get a free 30-day trial at sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And you can still call in, even if you don't have a subscription, 888 888- 947-8277. Find me on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board for even more sex and relationship information. It's a good time. So thanks everyone for listening and I hope you enjoy the show. Now it's time for your fantasy breakdown. Love a fantasy breakdown. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, this is a really popular fantasy. Okay, let me break it for you. It's called Daddy Dom Little Girl. So what is this? This is a fantasy more about like age play. So it's like role playing where one partner plays the role of the dominant and devoted daddy figure and the other plays the role of the submissive little girl. So let me tell you what it isn't. So it's not pedophilia. It doesn't encourage pedophilia. And this fantasy is essentially always between two consenting adults playing the roles of people with different ages and demeanors. And sometimes sex isn't even involved. It's not even about sex. It's just about that sexy like 
dominant mm-hmm. submission. Like people like are people who are in like BDSM relationships. Sometimes it's just about like all day long they're playing the, you know, there's like timeouts and spanking. So here you go. Fantasy could look like this. Like maybe you come home from a hard day at work. You want to leave the stress of your adult life behind and you're the little girl. So you go into your little space, maybe your little space in the house and you switch into your little girl persona. Maybe you're wearing your little pajamas with feet on it or maybe you're wearing something sexier, probably a sexy little girl's outfit and your partner notices that you're playing the role of a little girl and then he assumes his position as the daddy. So you might say, daddy, I'm sleepy. I need you to read me a story. In which case, you know, he wants you to be comfortable. He gives you like a little teddy bear to cuddle with. And then the story might get kind of steamy. He starts telling you a story about the three bears, the three little bears, but turns into like a threesome or something. Who knows? It gets steamy. And then eventually you guys will, you know, get a hot, start having sex. And another example is maybe the little girl has like a temper tantrum and she starts crying or fake crying. And then daddy's like, gives her a spanking, a consensual spanking, calms her down, maybe gives her a little bath before bed. So these are fantasies and essentially it's about like the, you know, daddy being the protector and the provider and the little girl, you know, is kind of helpless and wants her daddy's love, which I can kind of, I used to think like, I'm not calling someone daddy. Like daddy is not hot. Don't ever tell me to call you daddy. But I understand it now. I actually had a guy who was into it and I was like, oh, I get it. Cause I kind of like, I like being submissive in bed. I'm dominant all throughout my life. So mm-hmm. I didn't mind it with him. I was like, oh, I, th- I think before you cast any stones, you assume you're not going to do something. When you hear it with your partner, you guys figure out what kind of, because this is really just a subcategory of BDSM. So mm-hmm. I feel like couples can kind of, I don't know, just suspend what you've already believed about it and see if it could work for you, parts of it. Because I didn't think this one could, and it was hot. I didn't go, I wasn't like in a daddy-dom relationship. It was mm-hmm. like, I'd call him daddy, and he'd be like, you're a bad little girl. And I didn't hate it. Um, so, so it is hot okay so why is this popular i mean first of all role playing you guys is hot if you're just tuning in role play is a really sexy hot thing to do in your relationship and it's, it's, it's a foreplay in a sense because a lot of you email and you call with questions about being distracted during sex not being in the mood for sex that everything's become rote and boring we had a few calls about that tonight so if you are immersing yourself in a fantasy, it's almost like you guys have an activity that night. It's not just sex. It's an activity. You get to dress up in something and be sexy or be a little girl or be whatever you, whatever you want because it's play. And then you get into a dynamic and the dynamics you get into are like, you're so focused on maybe playing a role or even just a sexy costume. Maybe you're just wearing a wig and your partner is talking to you in a different voice or in an accent. That can be so hot. That's why if you think role plays like, oh, we could never do that. That's ridiculous. We'll laugh the whole time. Well, maybe for a second you'll giggle. But once you get out of your head and you get into like, this is actually a role mm-hmm. we're playing, mm-hmm. it can be really hot. So I think that the fantasy, you know, of daddy, dom, little girl is common because for most people, it's very recognizable. It's relatable. It's like if you've never mm-hmm. been a doctor, you can't be like, how can I play doctor patient? I don't know how to be a doctor. <laughs> but like, I guess we've had daddies and we know what little girls do. So it's very very easy one to get into kind of like the master slave dynamic or the school teacher and the the student but this one is a little bit more loving and tender and it also what i love about this it sort of can amplify the masculine and feminine roles which are a requirement in sex even if you're in a same-sex relationship we need the polarity of someone being dominant and someone being submissive in every sex act i mean this is an extreme version but but we um you know this one works So I guess, so if you want some tips for this too, you guys, I mean, it doesn't have to last the whole night. Like Mm -hmm. we had someone who worked for us, who's an intern, who we wrote a blog at Shannon. 
She's got some blogs on the site, still the most popular blog on her site. And she was actually living this role with her partner. She had a daddy. She only called him daddy and she was always in the role. Mm -hmm. You know, she'd be at work. She'd be interning. But when she was home, that was her thing. She was a little girl. Yeah, like they were like full on. It was like she, well, first of all, just everything about her sex life (laughs) is so fascinating because they do so much. But like she, she would like fall back into being the age of 12. That was like her age. Yeah. 12 was her age. And it was funny too because she's like, you know how like when you get mad at your partner, you lose like their full name or like their middle name. Like, so if she was mad, she would call him by his actual name and not daddy. Yeah. She'd be like, Jonathan. And then he'd be like, oh, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was always daddy all the time. She's like, well, daddy this, daddy that. So it's it's very, I mean, it's more common than we think. So they're all, yeah, but you guys, but the role play just lasts until you're turned on and then you start having sex as usual. You know, it's also good to have a safe word Mm -hmm. because. You just want to be on the safe page. My favorite on the same page. My favorite safe word is using like the traffic light signals, like red, keep going, yellow, caution, you know, a red stop. <laughs> I swear I'm a great driver. <laughs> I'm actually not. Um, red means stop, greens go, and yellow's like, let's just slow down. Let's have some caution here. That's just so easy. And then you guys, props, some great props. It's so easy. Dress up. You do a coloring book, a teddy bear, tea set, you know. Cute little girl outfits. I love dressing up in little skirts and pigtails. It's fun. Go out for ice cream. Yes, Ooh. go out for ice cream. Get you some know. spankings if you're into that. And the daddy's role too, they're more like lovers than like punishing you. So it's not about like inflicting pain. It's like love and care and then maybe a little punishing and spanking. Yeah, and then you can, like it can be any couple doing this, like just a parent-child type. Right, you could do anything. Yeah. yeah any kind of. Like a mom, mom. little boy, right. or like mom and little girl. Right. Step, step parenting, step sex is also a big trending thing. On that, it. yeah, that is like a thing. It's like everything, yeah, like step parent, like sleeping with your stepmom or your stepsister and stepbrother uh-huh. is a big porn genre. That's different. Well, because it's like, it's not incest, technically. Right. They're like, well, it's really not your, you're but- my stepsister, my sexy stepsister came into my room and what am I going to do? But like, what if, okay, because this is the thing, because I can see that actually naked. being a real thing. Like, what if your parents get married and you get a step sibling, but you're like both like, I don't know, already Same in age. your 20s or something. You're yeah. both in your 20s and then you're, not, you're, like, you're attracted really, to see, each other. that's why this porn's yeah. believable. <laughs> They're like, that could happen. Or I was always out for my stepsister. Or I guess it's just still kind of forbidden, you know? That kind of happened on Team Mom, though, where the two couples, like the the mom and the dad, got married, and then the two kids were stepbrother and sister, and then they ended up getting married and having a child. That's so Teen Mom, yeah. Like I, know. I, feel like- <laughs> I know, I know, but I mean that, and then they're still together. And they're still together, and it's so weird because it's like it's his mom, his mom, but it's like they share a dad, and it's like. You know, it's so, but it's not there, but it's like the right, dad steps. got married to them, but right. it stepped. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Were they, were they cool? Were they parents cool with it when they found out? Yeah. They were totally cool with it. And then sometimes like, what if you're already dating and then your parents meet and then they are both single and get together? Yeah. So it's like the opposite. It's like you oh, weren't, right. you weren't, you didn't start out that way, but oh, then your parents made it a thing. That's happened to someone I know. I've heard that before. That's like more of a gossip girl trope. Yeah. Right. Oh, it is. Yes. It's like a <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we know we're just gonna, we're just gonna go for it. That's true. Oh, and in Clueless. Yeah. Oh, we just typed that. Yeah. Oh, Our intern. Really? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like if your parents get divorced, your fantasy is like, I hope they get together. I hope they like find someone. But then if they fall in love with your 
Yeah, your 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 boyfriend's mom. Like, oh, right. it's it's so forbidden, but great. Yeah, that's true. Gotta see Clueless again. I have seen it. Yeah. Oh my so god, Paul Rudd. Oh, so dreamy. I know, but I didn't. Okay, because when I first watched that movie when I was way younger, yeah, I didn't realize Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd until I started seeing him in all these Judd okay. Apatow movies. And then when I watched Clueless again afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, like you just like have those moments where you're like, oh yeah, he is. And then I, he's also in everything. He's yeah. like in Friends mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. Oh, that's right. He's one of those actors circulating. Yeah. That's true. Still his best movie though. Clueless. Yeah. Oh, seriously. For sure. <laughs> For he, sure. He, he he does. He's like, he does not age. No. At all. He's the Ant-Man now in the Marvel movies. Still looks the same as he did in Clueless. How does that happen? And then I they don't, even get better right? looking, some of yes. them. Yes. I can't. Not Men right? don't realize how lucky that they are sometimes because a lot of them do get just like I know age. they're like the then you play the daddy you like the daddy they're older you're dating a lot of people calling calling in tonight the age that age difference and honestly in my mind I'm like how long can, can they can is this gonna last is it sustainable but you know I guess also if does it matter like right now if they're having a great time together and she's 23 and he's 51 or whatever it is like I mean, they're having great experiences. They're having consensual sex. That's why I like to change how people think about like even breakups. Like, I guess I could see where they're in different decades and different things could happen. But right now, if you're having a great relationship and you're learning something for someone and you're expanding your sexual repertoire, I think it's okay. You know, I think that to look at relationships when they end as a failure and like divorce or is, is a bad thing. I think that that's where we get tripped up. Like we're not supposed to be with someone, I think, forever. So even if there's a weird age difference or a long, not weird, mm-hmm. but like, a, you know, I don't know. I think that to think it could, most marriages don't last forever anyway, relationships. Yeah. It's have fun. <laughs> just, just, it, just have fun. Yeah. I just like to change that. I mean, I think people walk around like, oh, I failed, I failed, I failed. But I think if you're in a relationship and you tried and you committed, you got married, you worked on it, or even any kind of relationship, we can, if you do your work and you tend to look at it, I think we can learn. I know we learn from all relationships. There are lessons and they're great stories too. I'm grateful for all of my relationships. All right, guys, you can call us with any questions you have, 888-947-8277. We actually have an Instagram question somewhat related to our fantasy topic uh, from a man who's 30. Switching from a dom to vanilla relationship mentally and physically, is it possible? I think anything's possible. I mean, you could absolutely, if you're with a willing partner, it just means learning a new skill set and finding out what else turns you on besides being dominant. So in a way, you could look at it like your whole sexual awakening is happening again. It's like the, the second coming, if you will. Mm. So to work with your partner and find out, what, find out what's hot, what it means to actually have vanilla sex could be just as novel as someone finding out what it's like to be in a dom relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like still novelty and different. So, and if he doesn't like it, I guess he can share with his partner and go back. But I think it's all possible, you guys. Most of what's keeping us back from having the sex life that we want and that we deserve is just our minds, like getting in the way and stories we tell ourselves. So it's really... Like a lot of what I do is just help you guys realize, like, well, what are the facts and what are just what you're interpreting to be facts about your situation? And, you know, it takes some work to kind of rewire our neural pathways in our brain, but we can do it. I mean, I, I've always wanted to be in like a dom sub thing. Yeah. But I haven't found every I, I'll keep finding. Guys, well, the thing is, is I keep finding guys that are like not able to be that dominant. Oh, with it's me. so true. It's, it's hard. So well, true. As a woman, we're so we're like in our masculine a lot, too. So you have to let them lead. That's yeah. exactly it. Too. And that's really the thing. And like it's stepping hard back. to do that because I'm so impatient. I know. Me too. So I'm just like, oh, my God. 
I'm just going to do it. Right. Because, <laughs> like, I can't, but I want to, like, so badly. But yeah, I always find the feminine changing energy. Your, right, same. You have to change it. It's mm-hmm. like changing your behavior around men and getting more into your feminine when you're out in the world and, like, breathing into your body and, like, letting them lead. And it's I know so it's freaking true. hard, though. It's so hard because my husband practice. and I do that. So it's like, I lo- I'm so. I guess dominating in my work life all the time that it's like I just want to go home and be dominated. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, exactly. you just do that, and then that's what we do, and it that's works really, so great. That's so good. So he'll take. He likes it. Oh, oh so. yeah, yeah. He actually helped me explore that part of me because I didn't oh, that's realize. Awesome. That's wow. What How did you I guys really get into it? it? How did you know? Oh like, my god, it was something. It actually. So I mean, this is a really long time ago now, but it was something where I told him that I liked being choked, and I said, you know, I, and he's like have you ever thought of like, do you know what BDSM is? And learning this in psychology, I was like, well, I learned that in abnormal psychology. Isn't that like abnormal behavior? And then he was like, no, this is not abnormal behavior whatsoever. And so then he kind of opened those doors for me. And that's kind of where it all set off. And then I realized I liked being dominant in the bedroom. And so then we played with that. And then I was like, but I like him being dominant with me. Once I found my like sexual energy, I realized... That's, this is what I, I love, love that it's so true oftentimes we just don't explore or we cast judgment oh that's wrong or it's abnormal but you're like no let me find my groove yeah. you're not born knowing what you want in bed you guys so part of what you're doing right now which is why I like when the older women younger men or older women yeah younger whatever it is wherever you're at every relationship can be a time for you to explore sexually what you're into so I love that you've been with your husband now for a while and you guys figured it out yeah. Like, do you guys do ropes and tie to the oh ropes? yes you do yes bondage gear and oh stuff? everything yeah, we have shackles, we have um, handcuffs, we have, um, yeah, I mean, oh we, we have different types of rope, too. Amazing. Some ropes that, like, you can tie up for your, your breasts, and then there's some that, you know, you can tie up with his his balls and his cock and so it's like all all kinds wow i didn't did we know this no no, no. we just we're just getting to know each other yeah. we're like having our foreplay yeah here. exactly just seeing our new producer that's i want yeah. to hear more about that for yeah. sure um yeah that's some gear for you too all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to get into your questions So if you've been listening to the show it should be no surprise to you that women typically last longer to orgasm than men This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap, and now there's something you can do about it. It's called Promescent, and trust me, this stuff really works. Promescent is an over-the-counter topical treatment that enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescriptions, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, Promescent isn't your typical delay spray. It's absorbed into the skin instead of staying on the surface, so instead of numbing everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. Just apply to the underside of the penis before sex. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. And because Promescent gets completely absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's time to close the orgasm gap, don't you think? Try Promescent for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash enhance. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash E-N-H-A-N-C-E today. Guys, what if I told you that you're not tapping into all the sexual pleasure your body has to offer? I know you think you're the master of your domain, but some of you have yet to experience a P-spot orgasm. Yes, I'm talking about your prostate, and if you haven't tried stimulating it, hear me out. Okay, if I told you there was a bag full of money through a door that you normally only exit out of, you'd march right through. This is the same concept. 
Lucky for you, my friends at WeVibe have just the thing to help you find your new favorite sensation. It's a prostate massager called Vector. Vector is one of the most innovative prostate stimulators out there. It even has two stimulators, one for your prostate and one that presses against your perineum. Or, you know, the taint. Oh, you know what else is cool? You can control it with the WeConnect mobile app. And if you're worried about comfort, no need. The prostate stimulator is adjustable so you can easily find the perfect angle. You've heard me talk about Wevibe products for years, so you know all about their quality. So now it's your turn to own one designed just for you. To try Vector for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash Wevibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-E-V-I-B-E today. Did you know you'll spend one third of your life in bed? That's a big chunk of time. So you deserve to be comfortable while you're there, right? This is where Brooklyn and swoops in to save the day. Well, night. You get it. I mean, I first tried Brooklyn in super comfy hotel quality sheets a couple of years ago, and now I'm so thrilled to have them actually be a part of the show. Brooklyn and founders knew that quality doesn't come cheap, but they wanted everyone to experience hotel quality sheets without breaking the bank. Today, Brooklyn.com is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world. They even won Good Housekeeping's Best Online Bedding Company Award. They have so many amazing colors and patterns and materials to choose from. You can actually design your perfect bedding combo. And to be honest, I used to buy the cheap sheets, but Brooklinen turned me into a bit of a sheet snob, and I'm actually proud to say it. And by the way, those cheap, scratchy polyester sheets can be a deal breaker when it comes to your sex life. I mean, I had to buy some for a boyfriend once because I was not going to sleep there anymore. I love my Brooklinen.com sheets, and their towels have turned my bathroom into a spa. I've told all my friends about them, and I want you to try some for yourself. Right now, my listeners can get an exclusive offer. 10% off plus free shipping when you use code SEX at checkout. They're so confident in their products, they'll offer a lifetime warranty on all sheets, comforters, towels. To save 10% off and free shipping, go to brooklinen.com, use code SEX. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use code SEX. All right, let's talk to Lisa. She's 52 in Seattle. She's not been able to have an orgasm with any man since she separated from her husband. Hey, Lisa. Thanks for calling. Hey, Emily. Hey. Of course. Of course. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, I was with my husband for 30 years, mm. and we separated uh, five years ago. I've been out dating. I've had a couple one-year relationships, too, in that five-year period. Very nice men. Um, the first guy, the sex was amazing. You know, after 30 years, you have someone new, and it was, yeah. it was great. But I have not been able to have an orgasm with my partner. Okay. I can do it with my vibrator. Right. I, I masturbate with my vibrator a lot, and then I think, oh, my God, have I ruined it for myself forever? No. Right. Um, you know, and the men, the first fella and this new man that I'm seeing now, um, very willing, very, there's a lot of communication going on, Great. you know, um, and I just can't get there. Right. And I, I don't. Okay. A question for you, Lisa. Know. Now, here's a question for you. So with your husband of 30 years, did you get there every time? Do you remember? Was it during no. intercourse? Okay. No. So even then you didn't? No. No, I didn't. It was during oral sex. Really oh. oral sex. The, okay. Like the go-to, you Got know? it. And which is like you and, and you understand if you've been listening that that's more common than most women come through oral sex or through a finger or through you know, but yep. but but not through mm-hmm. intercourse. So what about oral sex with these new guys? Have you kind of have you? Yes. And they've tried. I, 
listen, I have, yes, so yeah, no, and I mean, valiant efforts, uh, yes, and you know, and it's like I'm so close, but I just can't. And you know, it was a really funny thing because, as I said, I was with my ex for a very long time, thirty years, and it was a really weird thing. I loved oral sex, but I would rarely let him do it. It was almost like I said to him, I know. And I would say, because my feeling was if he did it all the time, right, that I would kind of lose the sensation because if when he did do it, usually, not every time, but usually it would be pretty mind blowing. Like I would have these amazing multiple orgasms. Wow. So I was worried that if we did it all the time, I would kind of lose my sensation. Hmm. Now I'm like, you know, now that I don't have that, right, you're like, oh, you find a guy that's willing to do it. I'm I'm happy. Right. No, tell me. Tell me. We are like on an oral mission here. We are like like random acts of oral, like we're printing t-shirts. I know, honey. It's not happening as much as we need it to happen. But I'm here helping you. So here's the thing. It sounds like here's the good news. You're not broken. Nothing wrong with you, Lisa. I feel like a lot of this is you're O-blocking yourself. I feel like you're in your head and it sounds like you did a little bit. You have these rules in your head around orgasm and it's going to go away or in different scenarios how it could happen. And so really this is just a matter of breathing into the moment with these guys and giving them direction in a way that's like, even if it's like you say they're valiant efforts, but they could be going at it like they did it with their last girlfriend. And that's just certainly not going to work for you because you don't like fingers or you don't want direct clitoral stimulation. So to kind of like, I believe that there's a way to give kind feedback when in the moment because guys don't know, like they're just, they want you to come too, believe me, but they just don't know how. So it's a two part of you kind of, maybe you can be like right here to the left, show them, but also if you can practice any mind, do you ever do any mindfulness work like meditation or breathing or anything like that? Because this is what you got to yoga. Yeah. Yoga. Awesome. Yeah. It's like that. It's literally like in your mind going, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then you go, okay, okay, Lisa, you breathe and you breathe really deep. And I'm telling you, there's so much power in breath that when you move breath all the way through your body, it actually has this way of like eliciting orgasm. It moves up with you with your breath. So you can even practice that, you know, during yoga, like the deep breaths, like deep into your pelvic floor. That is going to help you if your breath is louder than your thoughts. So when you notice a thought, just go back to your breath or back to what I'm feeling. I'm feeling his tongue on my clitoris. How does it feel? Because I feel like this is a mind thing. And so you can get through this. I do kind of think it's a mind thing. I, I agree. I, it's just like it's, and it's frustrating for my partner too. And I'm with this new guy and, you know, it's sort of like, I, I don't want to frustrate him, so well, to speak. And the, I, I mean, it always feels good. I mean, this is the thing. I enjoy it very much. I mean, yes, it would be great to get to orgasm. Um, but I mean. How about I'm some mutual masturbation? This is, this is one of my favorite tips for new couples and for all couples. Mutual masturbation. So you guys are hanging out and it's like, it's super hot because you're like, let's just like say we're new together I think it's been really hot what we're doing and I think that we could each show each other a lot here so the cool thing about mutual masturbation is kind of like a twofer which I love things that go two ways two benefits is that looking at him masturbating and him looking at you is like really hot it's like a total turn on for him to see like oh wow look at her like what she does it's super hot she knows her body even if you use a toy so I know you're like but I use a toy that's fine And then it's also learning. Like, it's a great learning tool because you're going to see how he touches himself. Like, I remember the first time I did this, I was like, oh, he takes his hand and it goes from the shaft all the way over the tip. And then he goes back down again. I'm like, so now when I'm giving a blowjob, I'll make sure that I do that same movement. He's going to be looking at you going, oh, I didn't realize that she touches her clitoris in this certain way in these roundabout circles or it's just a way to learn and to feel and that might seem awkward to you or weird but I'm telling you once you get into the moment with it it's really hot and a lot of couples have thanked me for that tip so um, if you're comfortable with that that's a great way to start I'm very open 
No, I'm I love very it. open. Like, Try I, it. You know, oh, totally. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I've unleashed my intersex kitten. She's there. Good. Honey, you were married for 30 years. You're out of that marriage. This is the time of your life. This is the time to try it, to get there. Just know that it's going to happen. You're just going to have to communicate a little bit more than you already are. And being vulnerable, saying, I want to come with you, but here's some things I need is perfectly fine. Lots of good Instagram questions coming in. So we have one from a woman. She says, how to get over the fear of getting on top due to being insecure, but you're married. Oh, okay. She did not provide an age. All right. So here's the thing about woman on top. Like, how do I rock woman on top? Honestly, the best way to do it is to find something that makes you feel sexy in bed, right? Because I'm going to assume that maybe you don't want to get on top because you feel like, oh, I can see my whole body and I can move. So maybe you're wearing something that like just makes you feel great. And then when you're ready, you just kind of you roll, you get on top and you just start moving your body and you start just like feeling into your body. So what happens is when you say you don't have the confidence, that tells me that you're in your head during sex, which is like really like 99% of the challenges we hear from people is like, I'm so in my head during sex. And so if you can learn to be really mindful to going into that bedroom, you are wearing something sexy. And then when you get on top, if your brain starts going, you look awful or you don't know what you're doing, you go back to, and this is a practice, I am moving right now. Um, I feel my clitoris on the on my partner's body. I feel the um, I feel my legs against his side. I feel our skin touching skin. And the more that you go back to the present moment, I am hearing the music. I'm smelling the candle that we lit. I am feeling our body. That locks you into the present moment. Because when you do that and you focus on breathing and being present, you can't be in your head worrying about how it looks with you being on top. You just can't. It's impossible to be present and be in your head tripping about something. It doesn't work like that. And this is a practice. It's a lifelong practice. So also remember, did you say it was our husband? Mm-hmm. It's your husband. He loves you. He's not leaving you because of the way you rocked woman on top. So for me, for you, it's more about getting over this hump and practicing. I'm all for practicing too when you're alone masturbating, when you're in the shower, moving in your body. I think we forget to move, especially as women, like this S-curve, our pelvic mm-hmm. floor. We get tight, we tense, we clench, we like, oh, we hold so much tension there. So maybe doing some exercises or some stretching, looking in the mirror, dancing, feeling sexy, and getting your body to move in a way that will feel comfortable. Because if you've been stiff all day, you work, you know, you're not working out, you've been sitting at work, you're in a chair, and then you get home, you try to get on top, your body might still be in that uncomfortable position, which is why I love to like try to exercise or stretch every day or go home and meditate, like to separate work between work and home and just like get yourself into the mindset mm-hmm. when you feel free. I feel like I've, it's been a long time since I haven't been confident with sex. I mean, but, it's, yeah, I mean, you talk about it all the time. It's your job. You've learned all the things. But I know there have been times where I'm just like, well, I know that before I started the show, I was like, what can I do that looks, how can I move that he will think is sexy? Did he have an orgasm? I didn't, I cared less about mine. But once I started to realize that like confidence is the sexiest thing you can bring into the bedroom for me and my partner, then I really just started working on that and it all, the rest of it fades away. And I'm older now and I might not look the same way, but I don't even think about those things. And I don't even think about what they're thinking, to be honest, because I know if I'm there with someone, we both want to be there. You can tell if someone doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And we've gotten naked together. We've both been here. I don't have a gun to your head. You can leave. Well, I could leave. And we're there. And they are certainly not thinking any of the things that I might be thinking that are insecurities. And, and most of what we spend our time worrying about are not even real. They're false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. which is fear. 
the, and there, I think so many women, especially focus on performing. Like, I like how you brought that up. You're like, how am I moving to make him? Right. Well, he think this is sexy if I'm sucking in my stomach while I'm on top and moving in a way. I like, I don't even think about it. I feel like guys are almost partially blind when they're having sex. Like, I don't know what they're focusing on, but I'm sure it's not that little curve that you think. No, no. Mm -mm. Or yeah, that you gained two pounds or that you have a weird mole or that you didn't shave even. I don't know. Like they're just happy. You know what? I have noticed a lot that like when you just, when I just don't, cause I've, before I used to have to be like, I can't have sex unless I'm completely oh, bare sure, and right. ready and prepared. And I used to apologize yeah, sometimes. Same. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was going to have sex tonight. And every, well, every guy one, if when I've said that, I've been like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just glad you're here, dude. Yeah. Don't go, and then don't uh, also when I haven't said anything about it, guys don't say shit. Nope. Nope. They're just happy to be there. They're just really happy to be there. They're so happy you joined them for this sexual escapade tonight. Thank you for joining me. They should send a freaking thank you card after. Um, I would love to get a thank you card after sex. I know. I think that would be like, I'd be like, damn, I did a good yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. Why not? We do it for everything else. Like, thank you. Can that was great. Yes. Thanks for the great sex last night. We have Nate, who's 48 in New Mexico, who wants to know how his wife got a UTI. Oh, hey, Nate. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Tell I, me well, I'm hanging in there and I can't complain. Okay, good. Um, listen, uh, we, 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 <clears throat> anal sex is not an everyday thing. I mean, it, it's, it is a, my wife is on board with it. Uh, and I'm, and, and I'm cool with it. So I'm not going to be some overbearing, you know, and, and just, just, just punish my wife with, so um, we we go through all the steps, the sanitation steps, and 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 like, okay, it has happened where we have been having anal, and then and then, uh, you know, through the heat of the moment, go back to back, oh, vaginal. Oh, yeah, that's that's it. That's how she gets a UTI. You can't do that, Nate. You can't go from back to front. Nope. It um bacteria. Oh no. Okay. Never on purpose, never intentional. No, honey, I get it. You're and excited. To totally get it. Yep. Yes, yes, very excited. So. Yeah, that's what happens. It, it, okay, well, the, 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 now that hearing you say that, it's like, okay, it was, it was like, you know, um, because recently, I mean, we, uh, we had to get the antibiotics. Yeah, Nate, you can't, I mean, here's the thing. Um, it's, it's, you can go from the vagina to the anus, but you cannot go back from the anus to the, to the vagina because that's the bacteria and that's probably why she's getting a UTI. It's bacteria. Okay, then why, I don't understand why, uh, you know, because my wife is very, um, turned on by the, uh, uh, the porno show you know the porno so it's like you know when they show that or whatever and we're trying to replicate that because porn isn't real nate here's what i gotta tell you i'm so glad you asked this question i love you nate i know because porn no but what i'm telling you nate is that this is why i'm so angry with porn sometimes is because the things that you see in porn they don't show the lube they don't show the warm-up they don't show that she probably first gets warmed up and has a clitoral orgasm and then he massages her butt and then he wears a condom and then he slowly massages her buttocks and then he pours like a vat of lube in her anus and then he puts it inside but they don't show that in porn they show you going from back to front and this is why you're doing it and this is where we all are having sex that's just not satisfying because we assume that the way they're doing things in porn is real and that's just one of the reasons why it pisses me off Nate you got it 
you and and this is and this is and and to be honest with you, this is my wife that is watching the porn. And uh, man, I'm game. I'm game. You know, I'm right. not going to say no, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to watch that for. Any. Well, unless she but likes taking like, antibiotics. Well, I don't know about this. Yeah, I mean. Honestly, all you got to do is you could even jump in the shower after. You could have some wipes by your bed, although I don't even know if those would be. You know, if you wipe off your penis really well, just leave some wipes there and then you can go back into her vagina. I will allow that, but make sure you wipe off your entire penis, your balls, your hair, everything, your crevices under your under your tip and then you can go back in. But but do not, do not. Yeah, they do it in porn and then this is what happens. Okay, Nate? Very much. Thank you very much. You're so welcome, Nate. This is amazing. No more UTIs for your wife. This is how it happens. You guys, remember, I'm not anti-porn. There are some great things about porn. It's titillating. It can be a great way to actually see certain scenarios that you would like to do with your partner. But no, technically, like, it's not safe. They don't Mm. practice safe sex. Mm -mm. This is a perfect example. And they don't show the warm up. They don't show the messiness. They don't show the lube. They they don't show the lube. They don't. They show the saliva. Do you know that how most people, you spit on your hand or you spit on your fingers, that could also cause a UTI. Mm-hmm. People do that. I've had men do that up until like recently. I'm like, oh, you can't spit. Don't like stop a mid saliva. I hope this just gets everyone to stop right now and go, yeah, I did that last night. I'm sure you did. People don't have lube around, but you don't want to spit into your hand. It is in spit on your partner. I know you see it in porn. Ugh. Grosses me out. It's so it's so not a turn on for me when a guy a guy does that, like to spit or whatever. Especially because I'm like, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's not time to start penetrating yet. If I'm that dry, and if right. I am that dry, because sometimes too, it's weird. It's also because it's like inside. I might be some. There's some wetness there, but the outside areas are not right. But clitoris does not lubricate itself. That's why you should just be safe and just have some lube on hand next to your bed. Get a beautiful bottle like the Uber Lube. Get something like Pure, you know, PJUR. We love their lube. It's safe. It's there. You leave it on your nightstand. If you like to put it inside your nightstand, that's okay too. But just have it. Like have it become so normal that you just, before you start anything sexual, before you touch your partner, you put a few drops on, you rub it into the clitoris and then you start. That's all you need to do because it's not going to be wet right away. For many, it just, it, and the outside is not wet. And if you're gonna spit, you might as well just go down on me. I find it offensive. <laughs> I find it a little rude if someone spits on my vagina. Like, don't spit on on my vagina. Wait, like, that's... wait. So they spit directly into yeah, your it's vagina? Yeah, in all the time. Yeah, you, you see that? Like, oh, I've never had that. Happen. When they go right, like right when they're. I've only had like on spit you. in like the hand or something. No, yeah. spit on the vagina and then lick it. That happened to me once, and I was like, "Don't do that ever again." It's a popular porn move. Mm-hmm, very yeah, popular, especially spitting on on a dick before you suck it. I feel like you know, I've talked to a few men, and they say that they like that. You know, they're just trying to get yeah. real wild. But I'm like, do not ever spit on my vagina. No, no, it's fucking no. rude, and it's not good for you. And it's like, yes, I can get a UTI. I'm yes. envious of all these people that have all this excess saliva in their mouth. Like, <laughs> I have a fucking problem. I know. <laughs> I do not salivate. <laughs> enough probably the weed Mm. oh i mean definitely well i mean also like when you're (laughs) when you're pleasing yourself or whatever i feel like my mouth is open most of the time because i'm enjoying a lot of it and like and then i have to catch myself and be like oh my god my mouth is dry as hell so i have to close it and then 
and then I realized like when I'm with partners, like to I have to be conscious of keeping my mouth closed because if they go in for a kiss, my mouth is all dry. I'm like, oh, this is not sexy at all. What could you do? Yeah, just leave water by the bed. And water lube. by the bed. Always. Water and lube. Always have water by the bed. Okay, we have Stephanie, 24 in California. She doesn't know if she should leave her boyfriend of six years. God, why do I love these calls? I just feel like I can help you, Stephanie. I just know I can. Hi, thanks for calling. Hi. Hi, Stephanie. Tell me what's going on. Um, well, I'm really conflicted. Um, it's a really hard topic mm-hmm. to talk about. It's okay. Let's take a few deep breaths. I'm here. Um, well, like I said, I've been with my boyfriend for six years. I started, um, listening to your show a lot. I started, you know, being more, like, open about trying to talk to him about different things. But it just seems like he is very blocked off about it emotionally. Um, not just about sex, but just, like, where our future is going. And um, I talked to my coworkers about it, and one of them says give him a chance. The other one says break up with him. It's not worth it. You deserve better. And so I'm just really confused. Yeah. And, and he, I feel like he's also confused. Right. So, Stephanie, let me just tell you this. This totally makes sense. And let me. And I know this might be a little hard to hear, but you're 24 years old. You've been with him for six years. So since you were in high school, right? Maybe he was your first, I'm sure he's your first serious boyfriend, your first love, your first everything. And there's yeah. some, there's something about these early... Well, not my first everything. I know. Right, but no, I get it. Not the first but, guy you had sex yeah. with, but no, you love him. And he's. you guys essentially grew up together. I know you don't feel this way, but 18 to 24 is a big jump. And you've shared so many things. And, and, you're, and now is a time, I think, to for you to get out there and realize who is Stephanie without a man in her life? Like, what, what do you want now in your life at 24? It's very different than 18. All I'm hearing is you want someone who's actually more emotionally available, who wants to work on things with you, maybe sexually and emotionally and grow with you. And, and I'm sure he loves you very much, but he just might not have the skills yet. He's just not there yet. You know, it's what, what, what I'm hearing yeah, you could work on it, but I I really believe that this is your 20s and where you're at. It's a perfect time to to kind of to do you. Like, figure out, break away from it and see, like, what you actually want. And not jump into another relationship and mourn it, honey, because it's not going to be easy. But, it's you know, I'm not saying this is an easy choice. These are the hard... The easy thing is to stay, actually. Like, the hard thing to do is leave. But I think sometimes that's the right choice. And... You're probably growing. A lot of times, maybe he's just not ready to grow in that way. Yeah, it's just, it's really hard because we lived together. He, we're intertwined in my in our lives. Right. Like, he works for my family. Yep. And so, it's really hard to be like, we're going to not be together. Right. That's almost like impossible. It feels impossible. It feels impossible. Yeah, but you don't do it right away. You don't do it tonight, but it's step by step. And you kind of just realize maybe you just, for now, um, you just kind of start to talk about it. Let me tell you something. After six years, you don't just break up on a whim. Like it takes time to kind of 
detangle relationships and figure out emotions and stuff. And I know that sometimes we stay because it just seems crazy. Like, I can't tell you how many relationships I've ended over my life where I'm like, but neither one of us will survive. He'll never be okay. How would this ever work out? We have so many of the same friends. And you realize, like, you get past it. It hurts. And you realize that when you get to the other side of it, that you're actually a lot stronger. And it was the right choice. And I don't believe in regrets around these things. I really don't. I've been through a lot more relationships than you have. And I just believe that people are in our lives for a certain time, a certain place. And then it's time to move on. And when we move on, it, it, that is the right thing to do. And I feel like it's not the easy thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. That'll all work as himself. I'll get another job. You'll have to get another place. Um, but first, take your time. I'm not telling you, yes, go do it tomorrow. I'm just saying that that the reasons to stay are not because you live together and you're so entwined. Because think about people who are divorced and have kids, right? We all, we go through this, but you're young and you're 24 and you have your whole entire life ahead of you. I have so many more experiences and this will be such a gift to you from what you've learned from this. But I feel like um, some baby steps are need to be, uh, be taken right now for you to kind of move forward towards your next chapter. So you don't, you don't think that like... I don't even know what the problems are, Stephanie. Like, like, here's the thing. What? Tell me, tell me the biggest problem you have right now with it. Like, where are you guys not seeing eye to eye? Well, well, because because I live in it, and it's kind of kind of cutting out now. Hey, Stephanie, you're cutting out a little bit. Can you go to like a clear area or can you um, give us a call yeah, back it was real kind of quick? Rough, yeah. 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 Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? No, no, your phone just got a little. Yeah. So we're going to hang up, but try to call back and we'll finish right the back. call. Please. Yeah. Okay. Thank thanks, you. Stephanie. Okay. I mean, yeah. I didn't, you're right. There is more to hear from that. I'd like to hear what, what happened, but I just kind of know at that age, that time. He wasn't emotionally meeting her where she's at. I know. My heart goes out to her. I know. Go. It's not easy. But yeah, call back, Stephanie, because you just kind of get all wonky there. But we can help you. Emily, um, what do you feel about the people who are calling when you have to ask? Do you feel like that kind of tells you? Well, if you feel like you. Yeah. I mean, I think if you think that you should break up and you're talking to all your friends at work, which, by the way, not always the best thing to do because your friends love you and they're not always going to. They don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you. But if you already are at that point, you probably, it's, it's time. From, yes. I believe if you got to ask everybody about it and you're not sure, you're, when you don't know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like some of the best advice I ever got. I remember someone tended to me, she, I must have been in my 20s, same thing. And a woman said to me, if you don't know, you know. I'm like, wow. Because when you know, you know. You might know that someone's great, but you still have like, yeah, I know I love this guy, but am I going to be able to deal with A, B, and C? But I love them. But when you're on this kind of fence, I don't know. I don't know. Typically, you I don't know. think all those all those buts they would never exist. But this, but that. Like when you don't know, there's always an instant gut feeling or something in the back of your mind that's like you actually do know the answer. Yeah, it's just hard hard to pull the trigger. It's true. Yeah, especially when you're at that age. Because I remember when I was in my that. I was in like my high school sweetheart relationship and we were all together and then it was just such a bad relationship though. But I was like, I have to make this work. Right. I have to fix him. I have to make sure we can get through this. Right. And it's like once you get on year four and you're like, 
oh my God, I don't think I can do this. Right. <laughs> well, it's know. true. We, we were such work. fixers too, right? Mm-hmm. But people don't change unless they want to change. And that's why I was asking her what, what is actually going on because typically I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know, but typically maybe she wants to change them. It sounds like she wanted to be more emotionally available and all mm-hmm. these things. And people get there when they want to get there, but they're not going to get there because you're making them. Like you're saying, be more evolved and be what He doesn't, he's 24. Right, exactly. Mm. So I, I believe not to get married before you're 30. I know it's worked for you, Christina. It has worked for me. <laughs> but but we have a lot more of my relationship that we could get into much oh, later. Oh, we will. We will, <laughs> we will, we, we will. <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's like my big ex. I call him my big ex because he was like the love of my life. And that's why I had to leave First him. Loves. Yeah, I had to leave him because he was not changing in the ways that I was like I know you have it in you and then now I know him as a person here and there and he's not like fully evolved but he's better so I do see that he himself is deciding to make some changes now and again yeah they have to decide on their own though but you can't move that process along for people until they want to learn and sometimes by leaving them is a great is is, is a great gift people grow after you leave them sometimes too or they leave you and that's when you do great work I'm telling you, I was saying this morning, my friend, my friend saying with me, she's known me forever. And I was like, I always leave all the guys I date better than when I found them. Like, like, you know, when you go camping and they're like, leave the campground cleaner. Like they're all, they're sober. Or they got into therapy or they like learn how to do laundry and clean their apartment. Yes. They're always so better. Rude. Like, I feel so like I've, I haven't harmed them, but they, maybe they weren't ready, but I'm like, you're going to do all these things, you know? So I feel so true. I'm like, how am I better? I feel like with their situation, since they're so intertwined, it's kind of like an excuse to stay together when in reality they're really holding each other back. So I yeah. feel like that's a perspective that like takes a while to It takes realize. a while to realize it because like, it seems untenable to her. Like, yeah. but she, he works for my family right. and we mm-hmm. live together. We have the same friends. And then her mind goes into like, like fruit. Mm-hmm. that's literally the only life she's known. Let's talk about 66 years. Mm-hmm. That's a major, like since she's an adult, it's almost like saying, I'm going to break up my family. Like, this guy's my family. So I definitely recommend therapy for that kind of stuff, too. At a young age, it's going to be hard. Or at least she has really good support around her. You know? But it and you can get easy. new friends, too. Because I lost yeah. all my friends at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. it's totally happened. Yeah. Where I was in my, my first relationship, my first love. And that's exactly what happened. All the friends, they were he was the varsity baseball player. <sighs> so, of course, they all were like, they were we were all on the dance team together. So it was just like, oh, well, we're with his name was Brad. We're with Brad. So we're just going to stay with Brad. And so it was just like all of them were dating the baseball players too. So then when they went to college, when we were going to like community college first, then they were like, oh, well, we're going to stay with him. And I was still in classes with him. Oh, that's hard. Ugh. I mean, it's not easy, but it's you hard. wasn't, it was the right thing, right? Oh my God. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it is. Ran right into thing. him recently. Yeah. was happy about that. Yeah. Were you? Great. Oh, yeah. yeah it's great. Cause I've had my husband with right, me. I was exactly. like, oh, I got to go have my husband here. <laughs> right, <Bye."> exactly. <laughs> Like when you're That's like just winning the breakup. Right. Yeah, Even exactly. years later, like you're, there's <laughs> yes. always a winner and a loser. And it's like even 15 years later, you're like, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm winning, winning still. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> and it will happen. I'm sure with your big ex that oh, you yeah. call, Jamie, I agree. I totally think it's going to happen to you where you're going to mm-hmm. run into him one day. Everything's going to be so amazing. You're going to be like, wow, what the heck was I seeing in that guy? I already feel that way, which is funny. Exactly. And we always had this running joke that like, even if we break up, like at the ten year reunion, we'll probably we'll meet up and we'll still. He's like, I'm gonna have sex with you there, even if we're with people. And I'm like, you're so dumb. People love those, and things. it's so funny because it's like really close to that reunion, and like 
I low key can see that happening. Oh. <laughs> I can see that Counting going the down. To the reunion. Well, just because how funny would it be to actually keep that? I don't know. In my head, I thought. Be a good story here for the radio. Yeah, Emily, what are your thoughts, though, of people getting in these relationships and intertwining their lives so much? Like, I know couples that literally share bank accounts in at at this young age. I mean, it depends where you're at. I I think I mean, it's easier. I think that you get into it and you don't realize it. You're like moving in together seems like the best idea because most people make all these decisions when they are in the falling in love phase, the honeymoon phase, when your chemicals or the love hormones are raging and you're so bonded and connected. And and it seems just like, of course, we will live together and share a big account because there's nothing else that could ever separate us. So I think that go slow on these things. I mean, I think couples now don't even share bank. I have a lot of friends who are like, we are married and we don't share a bank. We account. don't. That's what I think is sure the right don't. thing to do. My and, husband wants to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. We don't. <laughs> yeah, don't share a bank account and don't move in together prematurely. And and just, you know, I think that it's maybe easier for financial reasons people do yes. it. but. I get that. But really, you guys try to keep your own autonomy. I think people move in way too quickly, too, especially in their 20s. It's just, just young love. You think you got all the time in the world, but it makes it messier. So that's what yeah. I think. And like having all the same friends, like you talk about all the time. I think it's important that, I mean, this girl, it's, it just sounds like she's gotten to a point. It's so deep. How can she avoid that in her next relationship? I think that, you know, that's, you know, it's true. We tend to repeat relationships patterns over and over again. So I think, you know, um, taking some time to actually date. I think that's something we forget when we're used to being in relationships. It can feel so scary to be out of a relationship that we tend to cling on to the next person. So what I would say to her is to definitely um, take time and just date. I think that now we have to realize that you have permission to date a bunch of people until you commit. It doesn't mean your people are like, oh, it means I'm slutty. I can't sleep with a few people at once. If you're on, yeah, yeah, I think you can. Or at least date a bunch of people until you, you know, you know who you are and you know what you want. And I think, um, how does she avoid that the second time? I mean, I think that there's a certain breeding ground when you're in high school together. Like that's just so enmeshed. It's like dating mm-hmm. people in college. It's kind of I. Do, I hopefully, like she's she's out of you know high school now. So in her twenties, like hopefully that same kind of enmeshment won't happen. She'll realize what how hard it was to get detangled from it, and she'll take time to figure herself out right now. And hopefully, has good friends around her who are check her. Be like, uh uh uh, don't have moving yet. And the true friends, like even the ones that she shares with her boyfriend at the moment, the true ones will stick around. Oh yeah. The other ones will drop off. And then that just makes room for better, newer friends. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. so true. We have a Justin, 34 in California. He wants to know where the pubic mound is and how he can stimulate it. Ooh, I love this, Justin. Pubic mound is so not understood or easy to find. People don't know what it is. I love this question. You want me to tell you? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, Justin. Okay. Okay. Hi. I know it's Dustin with a D, but oh, um, I'm curious. Yes, I'm curious to know exactly where the pubic mound is and how do I stimulate it for my wife? Okay. So the pubic mound is essentially right above the clitoral opening. Like it's the mound where the pubic hair is, essentially. So it's that whole. It's that whole area, like right above it, like not like not like below your belly button, but we're talking like by the 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 vaginal opening, like right above the clitoris and the vaginal opening, and it's like there that whole area is the mound. And so, what you essentially would do there, if that makes sense to you, is there yeah, is that you would um, stimulate it by applying pressure to it. Maybe it's like you you um 
because what happens is you're stimulating internal nerve endings, which could be the G-spot. It could be internal clitoral nerves. You're sort of hitting all of them. And so a lot of women do this intuitively. They just kind of apply pressure to it. You could use a few fingers or you could use the palm of your hand and just apply pressure to it while you're also stimulating her her vulva or her, her labia. Um, it's just kind of like, yeah. So that's what you do. It's essentially the fleshy part of the vagina above the labia. Like above the, yeah. Apply pressure to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Any more questions about that? See if she likes it. I think that it's a hidden hot spot. Okay. Okay. All right, right, Justin. Um, Anything else? Continue doing the right thing. You what? All right. Great. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it simulates the clitoris from the inside. Essentially, I I think all those internal nerves were like, is it the G? I call it the G area, the G spot. There's, it makes sense though that it would be, and then it could also help a lot of women can squirt that way, holding up the magic wand on the pubic mound, can help many women squirt if you're into that kind of thing. I started masturbating that way. Yeah, like pressure. pushing pushing more down on yep, that area. Same. I mean, years and- ago I realized that, and it's intense because you're hitting so many more because essentially you're like squishing if you think about that fleshy part and you're pl- either you're applying pressure on it or you're pushing it down mm. it's like squeezing to it's like hitting all the clitoral nerves and then a little internal i don't know i've been doing that forever and i didn't know i thought it was weird that when i was having sex or if a guy was going down on me, i was like pushing on it but i still do i mean that's just how i've had a lot of pleasure Oh, so you were doing it before you knew exactly what it yeah, was Yeah, I've been doing it since oh, I was, wow. since in my 20s, I think. I only did it because you told me to do oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. It works, though. <laughs> right? Any way you can get those nerves going, I think just don't be limited by thinking the clitoris is just what you see. It's so much bigger than that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. Share this with a friend who you think it might help them out. It's helping you, right? I love hearing from you all. So thanks for participating, being vulnerable, calling in, emailing, and sharing your questions. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Kristen, Michelle, Elisa, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. We just finished our latest survey. And since last year, the percentage of you who use lube frequently went from 48% to 63%. This made me so proud because you know I want you guys to have a lube on every nightstand. That's my dream. Now, I know there could be some confusion when it comes to deciding which kind of lube to buy. So today, let's talk about silicone lubes. They last longer, they're waterproof, and you can use them with condoms without breaking them down which is why I am so excited I get to work with UberLube. I literally used to stock them for samples at trade shows. That's how much I love their lube. I even gave my producer a cup instead of a whole bottle because I didn't want to give it all away. So anyway, UberLube gets that high quality silicone is the best option because that's literally all they make. You just have to feel it and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's never sticky or tacky and they even add a touch of vitamin E so you feel moisturized after using it. In fact, you can use it in your hair for frizziness, on your skin for chafing. And side note, if you got colorful tattoos, it makes them more vibrant. It's kind of like the Swiss army knife of lubes. Uber Lube is long lasting and waterproof, so you can use it in the bath or the shower without reapplying. Besides the way it feels, let me tell you about the bottle. It's such a clean design in this beautiful glass bottle. Definitely nightstand friendly, which of course I love. Ubalube is really in a class by itself and I want you to try it. So to order yours, go to sexwithemily.com slash uberlube. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E today.